This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball season, it comes and goes. But Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the San Francisco Giants. Teams have split the first two games of this series after the Giants picked up a 7-6 win in 10 innings yesterday. Josh Reddick, two doubles, two RBIs. Brandon Belak gave up two runs in five innings, struck out four in his second big league start, but the Astros lost for the sixth time in their last seven games, although the Giants ended a two-game skid. Astros are 7-10. That's third in the AL West, four and a half games behind Oakland, while the Giants are 8-11. and 11. They currently sit fourth in the National League West, five games behind Colorado. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Zach Greinke on the mound for the Astros today, and Greinke's last two starts have been absolutely outstanding. Mm. Six scoreless his last time out against Oakland. Yeah, the, the only thing you, you really have to wonder about with Zach Greinke is, hey, where's he going to sit in, in between innings? <laughs> uh, we saw it in Oakland. He was sitting among the, the cutouts, so he's probably scouting out the Budweiser patio uh, porch out in center field, the Honda Club level. Uh, where, what's most comfortable, and where do I not have to talk to a single person in this world? He's, he's just uh, a different guy, and when you're talking about Zach Greinke, I think the thing that stands out for me anyway more than anything else is the spread and velocity between fastball and changeup is so negligible that uh, it, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Everybody talked about for years and years, it's got to be between 10 and 12 miles per hour right. change up off of the fastball. But for him, I mean, sometimes it's just a mile per hour. And I think it's just because he has such good hand speed, really fast with that change up to sell it. And, and it ends up being pretty hard, but it doesn't move the same. That change up really drops off the table. And it's Trevor Cahill getting the ball for the Giants. He was... Uh, brought up from the alternate site, uh, mm-hmm. but Cahill, a, a big league veteran, it'll be his first appearance in the majors this year. Astros have seen him the last few years with the Angels and the A's. Yeah, you know, you you mentioned big league veteran. He's been around a long time. I can't believe he's only 32. I thought he was older than you. Uh, yeah, he's been <laughs> around a long time, and he, uh, he was known to be a sinker ball pitcher uh, uh, when he was really on top of his game. But the last couple times the Astros have seen him, you mentioned with the Angels last year, he wasn't as sharp as he had been before. And don't expect him to be out there for a really long time tonight, right? That's right. Only expected to get about 45 to 50 pitches, yeah. according to Giants manager Gabe Kapler. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, obviously a lot of the attention 
uh, with the Astros right now, especially with the way some of these games have gone of late, has been on the bullpen and in trying to figure out things there and uh, trying to figure out a way to, to piece it together, especially with all the injuries and an experience that the Astros have. But also, too, Dusty Baker talking today about some of the base running. Uh, issues that we've seen, and, and that's obviously something that needs to be cleaned up, but all that gets magnified uh, when you're having trouble holding on the leads. Yeah, we've seen this uh, throughout the years in baseball. When the bullpen's not good, it just makes everything so unsteady. Then you start forgetting about the things in the second inning when you ran into an out, mm -hmm. uh, the fourth inning when you didn't complete a double play, little things like that you forget about uh, because of what's transpired at the, at the very end. That's what's so fresh, and uh, there's just a lot of young pitchers down there, and it's going to happen uh, a lot. You know, we can just expect it right now. We kind of not joke about it, but we just kind of say, man, this games don't really start until the sixth inning or so is when the starters come out for the Astros. They've typically done a really nice job. Uh, but how do you bridge the gap to get to the, the eighth or the ninth inning for your more dependables? Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, Mike Coffin, the voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks, got a chance to catch up with Chase DeYoung, recently signed for the alternate site, and down there working out and, and preparing for an appearance in the big leagues. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Dusty, um, a tough loss last night. Always tough when you, you have a four-run lead late in the game and, and wind up not holding on. Um, and we've seen this bullpen obviously have its struggles, obviously injuries and the resulting in experience, certainly a, a part of that. Obviously, you've managed for a long time with a lot of different teams. I'm sure you've had teams in the past that have, have struggled in the bullpen for periods. How is that? How do you get out of something like what the Astros are in right now as far as their, their bullpen goes? Is it a matter of just kind of giving it a little bit more time, changing roles? What, what do you think? Uh, well, you know, you don't have a whole bunch of time, uh, but, but uh, you know, you certainly don't want to panic at the same time, you know, and so – uh, you know, what we got to do, we got to uh, tighten up our overall game, which puts pressure on your bullpen later. You know, when you when you get picked off, when you make the last out at third base, when you leave uh, runners with less than two outs uh, on, on base, that, you know, that all adds up, you know, defense or or walking guys, um, you know, to to permit the lineup to roll around, you know, sooner. You know, uh, uh, you know, you want the hot hitter to be in the in in the hole versus not even on the uh, on deck circle. And so you, you just got to tighten up our overall game. Uh, you know, we got to remain positive, and um, you know, uh, um, you know, we gotta we gotta score add-on runs. You know what I mean? Because it appears that we're scoring enough runs, but we can score even more runs to put the game out of reach that, you know, to give our bullpen some breathing room, you know, I mean, last night, a big play, uh, you know, was the pinch hit three run homer, uh, you know, uh, you know, by Pence. I mean, that was big. That three run homer, especially late in the game, usually puts you out of reach or it puts you back, back in the game, which it did them. And so, uh, uh, you know, we were partially a victim 
uh, you know, by by hanging a pitch and partially victim by by a short porch in right field. And, uh, you know, but, you know, we've, I mean, this is our ballpark and we play here too. So, uh, you know, uh, Taylor's been outstanding, you know, he's been, he's been lights out and I'd like to get him back in there as soon as possible. You know, you know, him and Snead, Snead who's been struggling. I mean, he gets two strikes on, on, on guys, but ends up, you know, can't put them away. And so, uh, you know, they got a number of one-two hits last night or, the, the, you know, the hits that, that a lot of teams are getting against us are, are two out RBIs, which is one of the toughest things, you know, to do. So, you know, we just got to tighten our game up, uh, our overall game up, because, uh, you know, people are going to say, hey, man, your bullpen's not doing this or that. Well, hey, you, you know, we got to score some more because there's going to come a period of time when the pitch is going to be doing their thing and we're not scoring. And so you got to score more than them. Uh, you know, if you're if your pitch is not that good, excuse me, uh, right now, and then you gotta uh, pitch better. You know, if you're not scoring runs. Lefty started for the Giants yesterday. Tyler Anderson saw both uh, left-handed hitters, Josh Reddick and Kyle Tucker, get some some pretty big hits. And uh, Reddick has a little bit more of a track record, at least since he's been with the Astros. Of, kind of holding his own against lefties. It looks like we're starting to see that with, with Kyle Tucker as well. When you talk about left-handed hitters who can hit left-handed pitching, do you think sometimes as a manager it's about certain style of left-handed pitcher that, that uh, lefties, left-handed hitters can be successful against and kind of matching them up with, with the, the right guys in that way? Yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, because, you know, you don't want to match a guy up against a lefty. Sometimes you don't have any choice, you know, yeah. but you don't want to guy with a lefty that's that's uh that has a great breaking ball that's prone to to guy throwing breaking balls or a guy that's throwing has good gas uh and you try not to match him up uh um with you know like say kyle tucker that's throwing high fastballs and so you try to put a guy in a in a position that you know where he most likely will succeed uh it doesn't always work but it increases your odds of, of success for the ball club and for the, and for the player as well. The familiar name back in the lineup for the Astros, George Springer, DHing and, and leading off first time he's played since he uh, sprained his right wrist the Thursday uh, against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Uh, and also Jose Altuve, not in the lineup today. You had said yesterday he was going to get a day off today. Uh, certainly encouraging though, to see, to see Springer back in there. Yeah, it is encouraging, uh, but but it's, it's just as encouraging as it is to see Springer, as, as as it is to as it is discouraging, you know, to have to take Michael Brantley out, you know, because mm-hmm. Michael's suffering with the, you know, ever since he uh, uh, stepped on, um, uh, you know, the pitcher when we were playing the Dodgers, he stepped in and he and he tweaked his his quad, and and, and those things take time, and so, you know, might have to sacrifice one day, you know, for ten. Uh, uh, as far as Jose, you know, giving him, you know, more of a mental, a mental day off. And so, uh, you know, hope, you know, hopefully we'll win this game today. Uh, but, but sometimes you have to maybe sacrifice one in order for guys to be healthy for 10. And this is what we're doing in the case of Michael. And in the case of Jose, um, you know, we wanted to give it to him yesterday, but, you know, they had a left-hander. And so, uh, and it, you know, Jose, like, like really his left-hander is good. He hits, hits everybody good, but you know, he'll get his stroke 
like like today's more of a observance day that uh, I told Jose, you know, come sit by me. You know, we're gonna we're gonna observe uh, why some guys are swinging good and why some guys are swinging bad. And that's what Tom Lasorda used to do to me when I was in LA on my rare days off. And that 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 lets you kind of look in the mirror, up, you know, uh, you know, to the guys in the box. To, to say, okay, he's he's not pulling his head. That's why he's hotter. This guy has slow feet. That's why he's hotter. This guy is dancing all around the box. He has quick feet, you know, which 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 uh, creates a, a, a slow hands and, and and also, you know, you're jerking your head away from the ball. So, you know, hopefully this is a day. You know, Jose, uh, like I said, we discussed it already. He's gonna sit with me. Uh, you know, part of the game, and and we'll dissect and analyze uh, their hitters and our hitters. All right, Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, you're welcome. Thank you, Robert. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Michael Coffin speaking from Whataburger Field in Corpus Christi, Texas, the Astros' alternate training site. And we're joined by right-hander Chase DeYoung. Chase, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, ecstatic to be here. Back here at Whataburger Field, a, a two-time All-Star in the Texas League, 2016 Texas League Pitcher of the Year. It, it's crazy where life takes you, right? Absolutely. You know, this is, I mean, just to kind of go a little further on that, you know, I'm, I'm 26 years old with the Astros signing me last week. Uh, this is my fifth organization because I was traded three times, but... Yeah, the Texas League has been a frequent stop on my tenure, and it's uh, it's been a good stop for me. I, I've enjoyed playing here. What has that experience been like going to all these new places and and having to, to find your way? It's it's a journey. Uh, I'm just I'm blessed to be playing this game for as long as I have, and I know I still have a lot of baseball left. Uh, I'm actually throwing the ball the best now that I have in my entire career. Uh, I really made the most of the. Uh, COVID lockdowns back home and uh, really use that time to fine-tune my delivery and really get after it and try to develop a stronger lower half, which has always been a weak part of my game. So can you kind of tell us uh, what your setup was during the lockdown and, and you know, how much you were able to, to work out and move around? I read that you were using a weighted ball as well. Yeah, in California, our, our um, uh, shelter-in-place guidelines were very strict. Uh, we weren't really allowed to congregate, you know, even as baseball players uh, trying to get better, either go to, you know, private facilities or, you know, even high school fields, things like that. They're all pretty much shut down and the accessibility to them was was nothing. Um, so, you know, you still got to get better, still got to make the most of it. So I, uh, in my neighborhood, the, the highway, the 405 freeway actually runs... Uh, parallel to it and there's a a sound barrier wall it's the side of the highway it's a cinder block wall and there's a park at my house that it shares it with and you know you can ask my neighbors I was out there every other day (laughs) and I was doing my plyo ball work of the one and two pound uh, ball and I would do that to get my my work in but I still need to feel the you know the baseball in my hand and you know God bless my wife, man. She learned how to she learned how to <laughs> play catch, and we would get to about 90 feet, 100 feet, and I could, you know, I could let it go. And you know, I 
luckily I'm a control guy because she kind of stood off and put oh the glove out Lord. to her left, and I was you know hitting that. But she she caught on really quickly, and she was my throwing partner for the duration of that. How how stay at home. how long did it take you to convince her to to do that? To catch she you? was all for it. <laughs> I was like, hey, like. I throw a cutter, like guy. I mean, I play with professional guys that you know we miss. Like, come watch us play catch, and you know we'll drop balls or you know hit each other, things like that. So I was very tentative to say the least. But she convinced me, and you know, over a period of about two weeks, she got acclimated, and we. She was my catch partner, and it worked. That's awesome. Speaking with Astros right-hander Chase DeYoung, uh, yesterday, Chase, you, you threw four innings in an inter-squad game. What was your big takeaway from that that outing? Uh, this team has a lot of depth. Uh, the hitters I was facing put together really good at bats. Uh, I felt pretty good. I, I would grade myself as about a B with my performance overall, uh, pitch quality, execution, results, things like that. Uh, I got a lot of infield pop-ups yesterday, which um, in learning about the data and the sabermetrics and things like that of my certain pitch characteristics, I'm a some people call it carry. This organization seems to use the word hop. Uh, whatever it is, I have a very lively four-seam fastball. Even though, you know, this year I've been, you know, 91-94, uh, which is actually incredibly average by big league standpoints, just uh, miles per hour wise. But the carry I create on it creates that backspin and I get a ton of pop-ups, which is really nice pitching at this field. I yeah. remember right field is a graveyard. <laughs> I... Uh, who was it? Was it uh, Derek Fisher, the lefty? Yeah. He and I had some – it was very lopsided numbers because he absolutely crushed the ball off of me, but I knew that I could <laughs> throw the ball down the middle and he would have no chance of getting it out to right field because of that that jet stream. Sure. Uh, so I definitely remember pitching to this park, but then I also remember giving up a couple balls that might have ended up in the ocean. So right. Jordan <laughs> got me to right field here, and I that's when – I think that was 20 – 17 and I was with the Mariners at that time and I was in Arkansas and I remember him hitting that ball and thinking this this guy has major league pop because it's not easy to get it out when the wind's blowing that hard and he did so when when uh, when you know when you're breaking down all the, the metric stuff and and you you hear the Astros talking about the hop on your fastball is that stuff that you already had kind of in the back of your mind that you knew you were doing there wasn't a name for it when I first got drafted. I can remember being with the Blue Jays in 2012 through 2015, and uh, you know, you can ask guys, even you can ask Mickey Story, because I saw him down here, and I was like, hey, like I recognize you, and it turns out, you know, we shared an organization, and that's actually been a pretty normal thing now. Like, uh, I know, sorry to go on a tangent, but no, I know that good. your manager that was going to be here this year for the first time, Gregorio, Gregorio Petit. Petit was my major league teammate in 2018 and my triple-A teammate in 2018. And to see him get a, a job like that, he's going to be a really good manager. And, you know, so him, Mickey Story, uh, I know when I got traded to the Twins, my assistant farm director was a guy named Alex Hassan, who was my triple-A teammate with the Dodgers. And now I'm seeing guys transition into that, and it's, it's pretty cool to see the different avenues to take after baseball. Um, but getting back to the original point of the characteristics of my fastball, I knew I was creating swings and misses up in the zone, um, and I would try to utilize that late in counts, and it wasn't until getting traded to uh, – the Dodgers did tell me, they said, hey, you know, four seams up, curveballs down, but it was kind of a suggestion. 
Then upon getting traded to Minnesota in 2018, the second day I sat down and there were, um, the coaches showed me and they showed me a movement plot and they showed me the characteristics and they said, hey, this is what makes you special. And I'd never sat down and done that before. I was just kind of being a pitcher, quote unquote, going out there and doing what I could. And then they showed me that and I tried in 2019 to just pitch at the top of the zone, but I was extremely unsuccessful at it. Um, which is why this past offseason during the shutdowns, I knew that I had those unique characteristics and I needed to optimize it. So I got comfortable with throwing it, um, you know, taking that just a baseball and throwing it into I would, you know, do like you do as a little kid. I drew a chalk square on the cinder block wall and I did that with a baseball and I did it with a tennis ball just because the tennis ball actually does get that rise. So it created that visual image in my head and the, the big word is that proprioceptive feel of your hand to actually be able to do that. Uh, so I made the best of the shutdowns by really learning how to invest in what I already had, but how to optimize it and throw in those heavy balls. My velocity has gone up and now it's playing much better. What, take us through when, when you found out you were being scattered by the Astros and, and kind of when you ultimately signed, was it a long period of time or I mean, how'd that all come together? Uh, no, it happened really quick. Um, I was pitching in the Constellation Energy League in Sugarland, Texas, so right in your backyard, for well, the Astros' backyard, and uh, I was throwing the ball really well. I, I got there, and quite frankly, you know, like you've been in the minor leagues, you can't always trust the stadium radar gun. Uh, sometimes they're a little hot, sometimes they're a little cold. So when I went through my first, you know, three starts in that Energy League, and I look back and I'm sitting 92, 94, touching 95. I was like, okay, this is a joke. Like this, that's not me. My entire career I've been 88, 91, Mr. Pitchability. I got, you know, four or five pitches for strikes. Now all of a sudden I have, you know, good juice on my heater. And then we finally got the TrackMan data and sure enough, like my fastball wasn't just playing hard. Like I throw hard now. And I didn't know, I didn't know that, but, um, you know, through my first, I think I had back-to-back games where I went four innings in K-9 and then five innings and struck out 10, and that's something that I haven't done since low A ball. So it was like, wow, you know what, I'm, I'm different now, and this is, this is pretty cool. And because the Energy League was kind of the only show in town, it was pretty heavily scouted, and I knew I was getting interest from guys because my agent was calling me and saying, hey, when's your next start? I have you know these four teams that are coming and and you know they have serious interest and the Astros being one of them I thought it would be really cool because you know it's right in their backyard and sure enough um, I had a start that the four teams attended uh, I had a really rough first inning and then my next I came back out after a rough first and struck out the side in the second had a really strong still covered five uh, and then between that start and my next one is when calls came in you know the different teams were asking of different things people were asking for my medical records which you know that's kind of the step it's like hey we're we're getting close to presenting you with an option and ultimately I know my agents and my manager in Sugarland Pete Incavelia was on the phone talking with a team that wasn't the Astros and said hey you either take him now or you either take him in the next two days because he's not making his next start here. That's how many other teams I have calling. And 
ultimately we agreed to terms with the Astros, and I'm really happy to be here. Well, it seems like a really good setup at Sugarland. I'll, I'll, I'll end with this question. What, is, what was your experience like with the Skeeters? You know, you were there toward the end of last year as well. You guys made it to the, to the league finals. Uh, it, it seems like a really supportive place, and, and it's, it's given you a chance to get back to the big leagues. Absolutely, and it's, it's exactly what you just said. It's a league of opportunity. Uh, I didn't know what to expect going down there. I had never played indie ball. I knew a couple guys that had done it, but I'd never really uh, inquired about it. And upon getting down there, um, it's good baseball. Uh, there's there were some quirky league rules last year, but um, at the end of the day, our starting five going into that playoff, all five of those guys had pitched in the big leagues. One guy, Dallas Beeler, had a World Series ring with the Cubs. You know, Mike Hostchild pitched with yeah. me there, and Mike was Great the product guy. of the Astros. And you know, we there was really good talent. And, you know, I was facing lineups that, you know, maybe they're not as deep as affiliated lineups, but they're absolutely guys in those lineups that can hurt you and have, you know, put together really good at-bats and have, you know, major league time. And then this year, I didn't have any offers coming into spring training, so I had signed back. And uh, I got down there, and then the whole Constellation Energy League started, and they said, hey, it's going to be a four-team league. It's to promote exposure ultimately to get you guys signing out of here and i said yeah i need perfect the opportunity setup, to yeah. pitch it was absolutely perfect so i went down there and uh i actually got down there about a month early because of the covid restrictions um another kind of fun interesting thing is my wife and i bought a 35 foot fifth wheel and a pickup truck <laughs> and i have a little baseball apartment on wheels now how about and, that yeah it's really cool man so i uh I towed that thing, you know, 1,500 miles from Long Beach, California wow. to Houston, Texas, and I've been there for four months now, and it's been a great setup, and it's really um, benefited me to be able to be there, get acclimated, and I really attribute that, the fact that I got there a month early and that I had, um, I had reached out to our bullpen catcher the season prior with the Skeeters. His name is Jeff Allen, and he runs a Texas Premier travel ball team called Allen Baseball and I was able to go down there and throw bullpens regularly to Jeff and work off the mound and I you know, I was their pitching coach and helping those young kids l learn their deliveries helped me solidify mine and I, I also you know attribute that to my great start to this season. That's Astros right-hander Chase DeYoung. Chase thank you very much for the time. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me. All right, everyone, we'll get started. Questions for George Springer. George, how does the wrist feel? And uh, I know you took BP on the field the last couple of days. How has the swing and contact kind of felt with the wrist? Feels good. Um, you know, obviously, that's, uh, that's why I'm in there today. So I'm uh, excited to get back in there. What's the, uh, what's the mood right now in the clubhouse, just given kind of how the last week or so has gone for you guys? You know, I, I think guys, um, you know, they understand, um, you know, that, that you just got to keep going, keep plugging. Um, I know it is a, a, you know, a shorter year, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I know that the guys in this clubhouse um, I believe in themselves and, and uh, you know, are going to keep playing hard. Jesse just told us he thinks Jordan could be back in a couple of days. Uh, you know, certainly appears he could be back this weekend. What kind of impact would you expect him to have? 
Um, you know, hopefully a big one. You know, I, I, I think with him in the, in the lineup, um, a lot of things can happen. Um, I think all of us got a, uh, a pretty good glimpse at, at, you know, the stuff he can do last year. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he, he's a very, very impactful bat. So, you know, to, to have a guy in, in there like that, you know, hopefully that can lengthen out the lineup a little bit and, and uh, you know, add a spark or two. With the wrist, did it kind of flare up on you late in that game in Arizona? Because you stayed in and you took an at bat after the catch. What happened there? Yeah, it was. It was honestly, it was. It was out of the blue. Um, I, I'm going to assume I did it on the dive. Um, you know, I, I, I felt good. I felt fine. And then after the at bat, probably about an inning or so later, something didn't feel right, and and uh, you know, I, I, I went and said something, and and, you know, here we are today. How frustrating is it, George, knowing that you were, you know, your bat had started to come around, you was driving in runs, and then you have that type of injury? It's tough. You know, I, 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 I was, I was starting to be very happy with, with um, the at-bats I was having. I, I think the quality of the at-bat was a lot better. Um, you know, I just want to be consistent. You know, I want to hit the ball hard. Um, I wanted to do what the team needs me to do. So, you know, anytime that, that I'm on the bench or, I'm not playing and, and I can't at least be in the lineup, you know, whether it's good or bad. Um, it's hard for me. George, did you at least take some sort of mental break or was that not necessary? I mean, did the time off give you at least a little time to reflect or, or maybe just ease some stress? Uh, not really. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just as much into the game. Um, not playing as I am playing. I, I, I think that there's a lot to learn um, from not playing the game. You know, you, you can watch and, and, you know, kind of see things and, and, and try to slow things down a little bit. Um, you know, again, it is a shortened year. So a lot of people are, are putting a lot of emphasis on that, but, you know, to, to, to us, this is still a progress. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of time to get ready. Um, so you, 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 you have to just be as prepared as it you possibly can. So there, 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 there really isn't time to take an off day, but it, it's, uh, it's an in interesting kind of break, but not a break that I would like to have. So, so that, that being said, George, when you guys lose a game in the fashion that you did last night, how much do you guys talk on it or dwell on it? Like, what, what's that like amongst you guys as a team? You move on to the next one. You know, it's, it's, it is what, what it is. You know, a, a, a lot can go right. A lot can go wrong um, throughout the course of a season, um, throughout the course of a game. So, you know, once the last out is made, you, 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 you really can't dwell on it. You, you, have, you have to just kind of turn the page and, and, and come back tomorrow. George, with, uh, with the way that the injury may have occurred, will that uh, cause you to have pause when you're out in the outfield or will you continue to play like you've always played? No, nah, I'm not going to think about it. You know, I, 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 I normally do, do, do something to hurt myself every year, like run into a wall or, or do something like that. And, and I don't want to change the way I play because the second I do, it, it, it might ask me to – cause me to uh, to hurt myself more. So you know, I'm just going to go out there and play, and you know, whatever happens, happens. Okay, we'll open it up to questions for Abraham Toro. Abraham, Abraham how, do you, how do you feel about playing second base? I know you did it a few times in the minor leagues, but how much have you been working over there, and how do you feel about that tonight? Uh, I've gotten a couple reps since, uh, you know, summer camp and even, like, uh, 
the last couple of games, just practicing before BP. So I, I feel comf- uh, comfortable and hopefully have a good game today. What's the biggest adjustment you have to make moving over there? Uh, I would say it's, it's uh, with the shift. You know, second baseman got to yeah, move a lot more than third baseman. You know, going back, double plays, cut off. So that'll be a big adjustment. But you know, uh, I've got some some coaches going to help me, so that'll be good. Not just the coaches, but you also have um, Carlos Correa, right? They're one of the best defensive um, shortstops in the game. How how much will that help you? Yeah, so uh, uh, he's probably going to talk to me, you know, before the game, where to go. And, you know, it's going to be a – communication is going to be a big part tonight. So to, to help me feel comfortable, and, and I'm pretty sure he's going to do that. Does he know any French? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Um, Abraham, when you when you get a chance to see like uh, how how good Tucker is is at the plate and how Miles Straw is is coming along, how much that does that encourage you as a young player as well? Oh, a lot. You know, we've we've been uh, playing you know in the minor leagues together, big leagues together. So you know, we know everybody. Uh, we know him pretty pretty good. So you know, just being able to see those guys having some success is you know it's it's encouraging and. and Hopefully we can all, all have some success in, in the future. Abraham, ¿cuál es el sentir del equipo ahorita con esta mala racha? Ah, o sea, un poquito de difícil, pero o sea, todo el mundo sabe que tenemos un buen equipo. Eh, sabemos que vamos a, a ganar juegos en, en los juegos que, que vienen y no estamos preocupados. Vamos, vamos a ganar y sabemos que somos un buen equipo. ¿Qué tan frustrante ha sido sabiendo de que llevan una cómoda ventaja? desafortunadamente el relevo pues entra y, y dejan escapar la, la victoria, ¿no? Sí, bueno, es parte de béisbol, ¿sabes? también hay que darle mérito al, al otro equipo, han, han jugado un buen béisbol y nosotros ¿sabes? Eh, tenemos una, unos jugadores claves que están lesionados, pero, pero es parte de un equipo y sabemos que, son, que vamos a ganar. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 